Today's Vad was dedicated Leilui Nishmat Ruth Bat Sabut. Azat Hashem, the Neshama Shehava Aliyah, and the Zechut of the Torah, and the Zechut of the Tzedakah. Okay. So I'm going to try to work together with the boys today on a mimer, one of the chapters here in the Maral Sefer called Netzach Yisrael. Massive Sefer. The Sefer is really coming to explain to us Galut and Geula. So if a person really wants to understand the work of the nine days of the Shabbat, truthfully they have to really learn the Sefer. But obviously it's a massive Sefer, it's a deep Sefer, and takes a lot of time to learn it. But let's try to get some Yesoidus from the Sefer. So the Maral in a number of places within this Sefer explains the spiritual danger of being in Galut. And he explains something which is a very important Yesoid, that just like in the world, there's scientific realities. It's a reality. Fire burns, right? Gravity. These are, these are realities and scientific realities. So too in the spiritual world, there are spiritual realities. Okay? Actually, even in the scientific realities, is really just the manifestation of a spiritual reality. Like the Chazon Ish said, that this that a person, when he puts on a new suit... He feels good, makes him feel a feeling of vitality, right? He says that a person shouldn't suppress that feeling because that feeling of emotion, that feeling is a spiritual, comes from a spiritual root. That every single emotion, feeling, situation is all dictated by the spiritual realities of the Torah. And therefore, the Chacham gave us a beracha that we're supposed to say, Shechiyama v'kiyamanu v'giyamu l'zmanazeh. That means that reality, that scientific reality, so to speak, that putting on a brand new suit makes a person feel a feeling of vitality is really has a spiritual root. It just manifests itself in the physical world through an action that's an external behavior. So there are spiritual realities, okay? And he explains that the spiritual reality of Jewish people, their chiyus, their spiritual vitality, comes, needs, really requires three things. Number one, they need to live in a certain environment. Just like you see, for example, in the, in the world, let's say fish, for example, right? Fish need to live in the environment of water. So that means that obviously the source of the chius comes from the water. It has some type of connection with their chius, right? So in this physical world, we see that there's a concept called having a environment. In the spiritual world, environment is an extremely vital part of existence in a spiritual way. I'll try to explain that a little bit to you. The other week, the last Shabbat of uh, the Zman, we had we spoke about the Maral, talking about Aremikla. It's a very deep concept. Aremikla, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, 
made three cities of Aremiklat on the Avahayardin, and three cities of Aremiklat in Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Now, it doesn't seem to be in proportion, because there was only two and a half Shevatim that lived on Avahayardin, and nine and a half in Eretz Yisrael. So there should be more Aremiklat in Eretz Yisrael, and less in Avahayardin. So Rashi says that there was a, a excessive amount of killers in Evelayadin. Shchichi Reitzchem. So the Ramban asks that L'chayra, the excessive amount of killers are killers that kill B'mezid. Not that they kill B'shogeg. The chance of Shogeg should be the same all over the world. You could have a place that kills more because people are violent people or bad people, they choose to do that. So therefore, you can have the, uh, a higher number of killers. But that doesn't, should have nothing to do with killing Bishogeg and Aremiklat. That has to do with Bishogeg. It doesn't have to do with Vezi, right? That was the Maral's kasha. That's the Ramban's kasha. So the Maral gives two terutsim, but in the second tarot, he says a very deep yisoyed. And he explains that certain environment breed certain personalities. That means that the personality and the kocha nefesh that brings a person to be a retzeach, that means it makes him very impulsive, let's say, for example. When something is upsetting to him, he just acts on impulse and doesn't think things through. That's a personality that is engendered by a certain environment. So that's a spiritual thing. That the environment nurtures a certain koyach nefesh and order. So he says, the same environment that nurtures in this place that people should kill more, makes people more hasty and more uh, impulsive. Therefore, a person who's going to kill B'Shogeg is also the chances are higher because he's more careless. Not thought through. And then there's the famous Orachayim HaKadosh based on Zohar and Chazal that the reason why the Jewish people sinned in Shittim is Znut. Right? The Jewish people sat in Shittim and they sinned in Znut. So it says in Chazal because the environment of Shittim made the Taiva for Znus stronger. And therefore, in that, in that place, in that place, the taiva is greater. That means the environment has an influence on a certain koyacha nefesh of an autumn. It's a metzius that the environment has that koyacha nefesh on. The Reb Tzodik HaKoyim, we said over, in Sitka Satzadik, says that every nation of the world has a certain midah, negative midah which has an influence on anybody who lives there. However, besides for the influence, because you live amongst them, okay, just the environment where they live nurtures that mida, that that tchuna, that that nation has to have. Okay, so America has a certain tchuna, and the environment, they punt live on this side of the planet? No. It has to do with where they're located and situated, and that brings out the tchuna, okay? So now, it's a very deep stuff and a very important stuff because we have to know this is all part of the avoid of Golas, which we'll get to. 
Okay, slowly. So the Jewish people were also given a land, and that land had to give us a certain spiritual nurture. And that was Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, somehow, in a spiritual sense, you can't see it with your own eyes, but somehow the land nurtures Kedusha. Even eating the fruits of the land, the Bach talks about it. It's similar to the Jewish people eating the man in the Midbar. And the man we know infused the Jewish people with good midas, when Chal talks about it, right? So the land is infused with Kedusha. Obviously the land is only infused in Kedusha under certain circumstances. But when the Jewish people lived in the right state in Eretz Yisrael, then Eretz Yisrael, just living in that environment, not just the uh, hashpah from the good people, it's deeper than that. The actual land itself gives us a spiritual nurture, okay? Therefore, in Galut, in reality, if we're lacking the environment, we're lacking in that spiritual nurture. We just don't have it, okay? When this, the, the Maral throughout his Sefer and various prokim are dealing with this danger of extinction. Jewish people are in danger of extinction because of these spiritual reality changes. It's as scientific reality that fire burns and gravity pulls something down to the ground. This is as scientific and real. So it's a spiritual danger. He even starts off this 25th parakel over here saying, that when Hashem put the Jewish people in Galut, He had to make a special gezerah that they shouldn't become dissolved because once you're going out of the Seder and Metzius, your Alpidera Chateva is supposed to be extinct. So He has to hold this together. But there's also an Avoidah, which we'll get to. Okay? The second thing, the spiritual reality of Jewish people, even though we can't see it by the eye, from your eye, but... The Jewish nation is the only nation that every individual in the nation is actually part of one reality. Even though it doesn't look like that. But that's a fact. Just like within the body of a person, you have different limbs, you have different things, all kinds of different things. But really, in essence, they're unified to be one human being. So in Klal Yisrael, even though we have a bunch of materialistic people that are separate from others, separate ages, there's men, there's women, there's kids, there's right, adults, there's all kinds of different things going on, right? But the metzius, ruchni, is the be'etzem, they're one, just that they're different limbs of one metzius, okay? Now, therefore, says the maral, if you separate the parts of one, that's automatically uh, an extinction of the reality. Okay, you got to get that. These are metzias that we have to know. These things are metzias, even though they're spiritual metzias, you don't see it with your naked eye. But these are realities. So being out of the environment is a cause of extinction. Being broken apart. Mefuzer umafurid ben ha'amim. The fact that Jews live here and they live there and they live in different parts of the world, that's dangerous because it's a broken piece. And a broken piece is more oimid to decompose and fall apart. Got it? The third spiritual reality. 
The Jewish people were created with a metzias to be the Balei Tzura. You know, this is a moral terms. I have to explain them to you. Basically, there's something called a Chomer and there's something called a Tzura. Chomer means material. Tzura defines the material its use. Okay? So basically, in a marriage, the husband's called the Tzura and the wife's called the Chomer. Because the husband, he defines what this house is going to be about, what it's all about. The wife takes the materials and builds what the husband's surah is, and together you have a certain function, purpose of that house, right? So basically the world is filled with random material, random material all over the world, right? But really, there's one unified message of all these random materials that it's Hashem's world. So who's supposed to unify the world and give it a definition? That's Klal Yisrael, Balei Tzura, okay? A Baal Tzura is Be'etzem was called a Melech, a king. What does a king do? A king has a mission. He has a mission statement. He has an idea. He wants his country to run that way, and then everybody works for him, right? So he's be'etzim free. He's about tzura. Choymer is not free. Choymer is meshubit to the tzura, right? So if you take the Jewish people, which are elyon akol they're different metzias than the rest of the world. They're created to be the balei tzura for the world. And then you subjugate them to the choymer, that's the opposite of their reality. And therefore they can't live like that. It's impossible for them to have a kiyum when they're being subjugated to someone else and take away their their tzura, their freedom, their ability to, to define and to shape what's the purpose of life. Okay, So those are the three basic things that the morale sets up in chapter one of the shaloi keder chateva that were alive. Shaloi keder chateva. Now, the point is, the Yitzhahara and the Umas Ha'ilam have one agenda, and that is actually to erase the existence of Kali Yisrael in the world. They don't mind if they exist, but they want them to change and to blend and to become assimilated with them and be like them. But they shouldn't be standing above. Because they're more, they're more Muslim than them. They're better than them. They're above them. And they can't handle such a reality in the world, and they also can't handle Hashem in the world. So, as long as the Jewish people are together in Eretz Yisrael, in the position of being Balei Tzura, the Goyim are bankrupt. They have to be Choymer. They have to be Meshubah to them, right? So that's the danger of Galut. The danger of Galut, if you had to define it into one little statement, we would say that they should become uh, nispal. Nispal means that they become changed. They become uh, integrated and assimilated in the world. That assimilation has many different levels to assimilation. You have people that are assimilated totally. They don't even remember that they're Jewish. You have assimilation, you can have a person who's a ben Torah, but he's also assimilated because he thinks like a guy. All the midas and the ashkafas and the culture goes into his head He's also partially assimilated. You understand? So that's what we have to deal with. So again, in last Vad, most of you weren't here then, but last God Vad, we spoke about a very, very important thing. Which you have, if you, if you don't know these, you say it's like you have no shaykhs to Tisha So you gotta really 
get the sugya. Okay? Otherwise, it's just stam. Maisachitzayin. Okay? So you gotta get the sugya. We explained that, simply speaking, the way we look at it is that the Jewish people were good. They did a sin. They did a sin, they get punished. They fix the sin, they go back to what they were, right? That's how you look at it, usually. But that's not really what it is. Really, what Golis is actually part of the plan of the world. Which means, just like when you're a little kid, and you're born with tremendous amount of potential, you're not going to develop into be that person that you were destined to be if you don't go through hardships, if you don't go through the sinus, if you don't go through difficult situations, and then you have to steig through those difficult situations, that's how you become what you become. So Hashem had a plan in the world, and He had a plan with the Jewish nation, and this plan, which we read about a lot on Rosh Hashanah, this plan, that it should be a unified world, that Hashem is the Melech HaOlam, and it should be completely unified, cannot develop unless it goes through Golis. That's why one place the Maral says a massive chidush, that only in the time of David HaMelech and his son Shlomo, was there actually all the Shivatim under one king. Because he says that's like the light of Mashiach. But once that, because Dabra Melech represents the power of Mashiach in the world. Once Dabra Melech wasn't in the world anymore, Klai Yisrael itself split. You understand? To have that perfect unity, and to have that perfect clarity of Enoid Mulvada in Hashem's kingdom, that's only at the end. That's after Mashiach. But that was the purpose from the beginning. So we have this purpose all the way from the beginning. What does it take to develop that? 6,000 years. That's 6,000 years of a lot of avoid. So therefore, Golis is actually a chalik of the development process when we go through the, the, the difficulties of God. That's what he brings Chazal. The Chazal says that the world is divided into three parts, three eras, three tkufas. 2,000 years is called Tohu, the first 2,000 years, which is one stage of development. The second 2,000 years is called Torah, which is a sec- second stage of development. And the third 2,000 is called Mashiach. That means you see that it's impossible for Mashiach to come in the first 4,000. Why is that? Because they're not ready for it, not developed enough. So now we're in the Tkufa of doing the final touches of development for the Mashiach. Okay? This is the general idea of Golis. So we have to look at it as 2023, United States of America, has a certain Nisoyan to it. And that Nisoyan becomes our endeavor to strike through that. And that brings Mashiach. That's the Toichen of the Maral's whole sugya, where even in the Golis itself is a Chelek of the Geula. Because it's part of the development. And that's how he explains the Gemara Makis. At the end of Makis, the Rabbi Kiva saw the fox going out of Kodesh Kedoshim and he smiled because he saw in the Golas, the Chelek of the Geula. This is a, a big theme that goes woven through the Sefer of the Maral. It's a very important Yisoy to, to chop that. Okay? So in this chapter, 25th, 25th chapter is going to come out like a certain Amkis in the in the Indian of Achdus, which I don't think anybody really chops, it's a maral daher. 
Simply the way we learn achdus is that it's important to have achdus as a thing in itself. In the morale theory, achdus is actually a necessity not to become mushpa from the Goyim. Because since the spiritual reality of Jewish people is dependent on them being different and above, right? Again, what's the whole goal? The whole goal is you're regular, you're like me. You're American just like I am. So therefore, just behave like a regular guy. Right? That's the idea. Gu'ula means what? Where we, the, the aboveness of the Jewish nation is clear. The connection to Hashem is clear. The Balitzura is clear. Everybody becomes Meshubah to them, right? So, the very basic fabric of the Avoida in Golos is to retain that identity. Okay? He says of art, which also Ramea Simcha says in Meshachachma, unbelievable soydis. You see in Mitzrayim, the Jewish people had three avoiders basically. Shinu Shemom, they didn't go around with Egyptian names. Malbushim, they didn't wear their, their clothing, right? Lashonim, they didn't speak their language. Why are these things such an unbelievable? You don't even find the Shulchan Aruch that there's a Issa. Maybe there's an Israel, Moshe Feinstein has a whole truth about this, that you're not allowed to maybe have a name of, uh, be named after a star, let's say a movie star or something, because that's a bazillion, but technically your name can be Morris and Jack and whatnot, you know? There's nothing wrong with that, halachically speaking, right? Clothing, we bet some, we wear the same clothing they make for them. Maybe it has halachas of sneers and shotness and whatnot, but technically, you know, the malbushim and all that kind of stuff, right? So they explain that the oimik of the avoida in Mitzrayim, which is, by the way, the model of Golos and Geula, because it's the shayrish of the Golos and Geula. So the point was that Pyro was trying to erase any possibility of a nation being born, that they shouldn't have their own identity. That's the point of being an Evet. And Evet doesn't have his own identity. So the point was to destroy the identity. The emuna of Klal Yisrael is that they have their own identity. So how do you bring out your own identity when you're in Mitzrayim? So the oifen had to bring out the identities that they should be different. They should talk and be different. In that world, that was the way to do it. You follow? So according to Maral, he's saying a very deep point. He's saying that the aside of believing and yearning for Geula means that you have to actually believe that we still have that identity and it's not broken. Okay? Then he quotes a Gemara, which is a fascinating Gemara, which now changes how we approach life. You see, because this is a very deep point. I just want to, the Olam Shechap, a little bit of deep point here. Simply the way when we go to Yeshiva, we only think about ourselves. I have to steig. I have to become a Talmud I have to learn, Right? But it's a very shallow approach because it's a much more broad thing. It's about Klal Yisrael. Now you have to do your part, but it's a much broader thing. Klal Yisrael. We have to start thinking out of the selfishness of the box, you know? So he says, that the Gemara says in, in, in Brochus, Kol ha'oisek batoiru begnilis chasodim u'mespalel im hatzibur how do we 
make a matzav of geula in Golos, which is the avoid. So he says you have to do three things. Each one needs to be explained and defined. Kolayzik b'tayra, it's one. Gemilus chasadim is two. And mespali matziva is number three. Right? Now mespali matziva doesn't mean that you just catch them in the end, uh, in the land house or something, you know? Because the halacha is that you have to dive with ten people. Mespali im hatziva means you have to belong, feel like you belong to the tziva. Doesn't mean that you have to have a membership there. It means you have to feel that all parts of Klali Yisrael is your tzibur, even the Hasidim and the Ashkenazim and the who knows what, right? So when you go into that room that you're davening together with these people, you have to feel that you're actually doing Avoida with them. With them. It's an Achtas thing. Follow? So he explains, I mean it's a whole long thing, but I just want to bring out this thing. He says, Kasher Yisrael mesachtim ve'enu mechulokim ze nechshav shem yoytze min ha'golos how do you get out of Golis? You do the avoider of, of not being mefuzer or mefuzer ben ha'amim, which he explains earlier, is one of the most dangerous things for us that we become like them, right? And earlier in this piece he says like this, it says, The etzam goles is that we're spread. We're not together. And if we continue what the Goyim did to us by being mechulik from one to the other, you added to more than what Hashem said. Hashem punished us or whatever. He put us into the situation of Pizur. And now by us being Mechulik, we're weitering we're, we're more than what Hashem gave us. So basically, it's a whole new concept. That means we are understood always... Like, uh, Achtus as a Ben Odom Lechavera thing. According to the way, what he's explaining is, it's a nation identity thing, which doesn't allow us to be touched by the colors. It's a form of redemption. It's like you're living a life of Gaulam. Is the end of Achtus. That's a whole new dimension, which tomorrow we have to stop now, but tomorrow's about, maybe I'll go deeper into it. But this is Maral's whole new light on the whole thing. Okay? We'll stop there for tonight.